0: mental fog. It's like, you know me or something. <laughs> um, one, that song, Those Lights Went Out, that was the Lord. That was not an accident for whoever thought it might have been an accident, because it's perfect for tonight. Um, I'm a little weird. Most of you know that who know me. It's not newsworthy. <laughs> but those of you who don't know me, and there's probably a lot I just felt like you should know I'm weird. Just go with it. I might talk about weird things. I might mention weird things. It's just the Holy Spirit. He's like that. I was praying a lot about what to talk about tonight because Jesus likes to change things that I think about sometimes. and I've been thinking a lot about how do you find what you're passionate about in the Lord and how do you walk in that in your life, and it looks so different, and a lot of times you don't even know what you're passionate about. Like, I've had a lot of people over time, Laura, What what's your passion? What do you feel called to? And I'm like, being loud and weird, can that be a passion? It can be, because I am. It took some people in my life years ago to recognize a call on my own life that I didn't know was there for me to start paying attention to it. I didn't know I was prophetic pretty much my whole life. I thought I was just scared of things and I would say something and it would happen and so I'd be afraid of saying something because I didn't want the scary thing to happen. I learned to be afraid of the supernatural when I was supposed to walk in it with authority and I didn't know it. And it took took a little bit of time to get like really excited about it. I think the only way you can get excited about the things in your life is to not be afraid of them. And not to let them be used against you. And to not think that the people that have been in your life that have told you you can't do something, know what they're talking about. Because a lot of times they don't know what they're talking about because they're afraid of the thing that's in their own life. And they're not pursuing the thing in their own life. So they're going to shut down the thing in your life real fast too. And they don't know what they're doing to you. I had to start over with like a new basis a new foundation in my life and the only way I could do that was to really just sit down and I think for a solid year I just read the Bible and I just read the New Testament and I just wrote down and highlighted and you should see my Bible from then there are post-it notes and lines and highlighters and colors and that thing looks like a banner in there of stuff but I wrote down everything that it said a Christian should be and my number one that I start with, that I love, that's my favorite, and a lot of you will know it already, but it's 1 Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If anybody in your life, Christian, not Christian, says something that counters that, flush it really fast. I don't hold on to people's garbage. I really don't. If they're gonna say something to me and it's counterproductive to this and it tells me I am not this, I don't want it. Because this is what the Lord says. This is my foundation. This is where I start. This is my beginning. This is who he's called me to be. It's who he's called all of us to be. You're not anything less than that. You're not lacking. You're not a failure. You're not somebody who doesn't have possession. You're not somebody who doesn't have passion. You might be afraid of the passion that you have, but you have it. So I had to take some time and I really just started listening to sermons. I went to conferences, I read books that was about the stuff that I was passionate about and the more for me personally that I delved into the prophetic specifically the more I was just like you're so good Jesus you say weird things (laughs) he has used some very interesting words for people through me I stopped fighting them I would pray and I would see the Lion King Simba and I'd be like Lord I'm not saying that sit there with like 20 people in a circle around somebody giving words you're called to this you're called to that and I'm just seeing Simba and I'm like I'm not doing it not doing it so finally all right I'll do it because you know I'll do it I might debate with you for a little bit but you know you know I actually will do it (laughs) and then say the word I don't even remember I just remember that portion of it And then have the kid afterwards, oh my gosh, it was the first time anybody had prophesied over him, let alone be in a circle of like 20 people. Wow, that was so amazing, that was so good, but that Lion King thing that you said? Yeah, da da da, and the kid went off for like five minutes about how that was so right, and I was like, well, you do weird things, that's okay. And from then on, I stopped fighting what I was passionate about. I stopped coming against it. Because the thing is, is like, I have my second verse. That's my favorite. John 327. 3.27. A person can't receive any one thing unless it is given from heaven. I didn't go chasing down the prophetic. I didn't go looking for it. I wasn't watching other prophets and other people prophesy and going, dude, I need that. Yeah. I was like, they're like calling out people's crap. I don't want to know their crap. I don't want to see that, Lord. That's not for me. But then I started watching prophets who were carrying their stuff well, and it was about edification. It was about building up. It was about seeing what was inside of somebody and saying, hey, I recognize inside of you the greatness you don't see. I see through all that junk, all that stuff that's screaming out loud about the fears you have and the scary stuff and the accusations. And all I see is what heaven's revealing to me. Because that's the gift I want. I want only what is given to me from heaven. So how do you go about finding out what the passion is in your own life? Well, it's, it's pretty easy. And, and I guarantee most of you will know it because you've known it since you were a kid, and it's the stuff you're excited about. It's the things that make you really happy. It's the things that you love to do. Every single one of you has a ministry in your life Whether it's public, standing at a podium, or just living your life, that's your ministry. It's your ministry. And it's the things that you have loved since you were a kid. It's the things that you thought you couldn't do. It's the things that you've been told and things that have been accused of said, you can't do that. You can't sing. Why do you want to pick up a microphone and sing? Why do you want to play the guitar? You can't do that. But secretly inside of you, you have this burning thing to do. That's your passion. And you have to learn how to, like, look at the people in your life that are going to, like, call you down and just dust off that stuff. You just got to shake it off. Like, people ask me all the time, how do, you, how do you, like, not hold on to the garbage that people tell you? And this is my response. I fart on it and I flush it. It's unnecessary in my life. I don't need it. I really don't. I'm not interested in it. I don't want it. I'm just going to That's how I feel about what you just told me. (laughs) And I've watched some friends sit in some churches and sit in some places and have some people say some things to them that that person that said that's pretty lucky that I didn't get up and punch him in the face. And that's because I have the new Testament in me, and I'm like, I will not only just be Peter, I can also be Paul. No. I could be Matthew, I could be Mark, I don't just have to like cut off somebody's ear. We were talking about that earlier today, so Peter's my dude. He's my guy. You cannot let people attack you. You can't, you can't hold on to it. You can't sit there and let it be, be part of you. So once you start figuring out your passion what you know you're called to do god's gonna start doing things that make you do it he'll like slowly encourage you along the way and like you'll start learning some stuff in him and you'll start recognizing like patterns in your own life of stuff that you've done that maybe aren't awesome or are awesome both you'll start seeing oh you know what like when i do that that's me loving somebody When I do that, I get really excited, and that happens effortlessly. When I do art, it just flows from me. But when I try to build a business model, it does not work. Guess what? You're not a business person. You're an artist. There's your passion. Don't try to fit into a mold of something else. So when you start walking in it, God starts making it easy, because he doesn't want us coming at him and being like, God, I worked so hard to be this business person and here's my offering. And he's like, I didn't make you for that. I'll take it, but I'm not interested in it. And he's only taking it because you're offering it to him. He's like, I could have you just go out there and be an artist and you could flow in it so much easier if you just would let me do the work in you. You walk in it. You trust To know that God hasn't called you to do something you can't do. If he's called you to do it, then you can do it. See, like, for me, I just started trusting him. I just had fun with him. I fell in love with the prophetic. Somebody asked me Monday, what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing is to prophesy over somebody I don't know and then run away. I just like to sneak up behind and be like, hey, I have a word for you. Let me tell you. And it's going to be weird. And then I'm going to go, have a nice day. And I run away. Because I love it. I just love just like Holy Spirit sneak attacks on people. <laughs> they're just so much fun to be a part of. And then I know that person's left going, what just happened? And a lot of people come up to me and they're like, hey, Laura, I got a word from you. And so I'm like, I-, I met you before. Nice to meet you. Hey, hey Christina wrote about I forgot that I met you before like three months ago. This was a long time ago, but it's my favorite thing, and it's easy. Like, I don't ever come away from anything where I'm doing what God's called me to do and feel exhausted and worn out from it, ever. I'm always like, yeah, that was a great night. I prophesied. That was a great night of worshiped. Yeah, let's go do some more. And then I have to spend like four hours at home calming down because I'm all pumped up. Whereas before I went, I was exhausted. The things that you're passionate about inside are the things God's called you to do and he will equip you to do them. I was not prepared ever to be in any faction of leadership here ever. I came in and people would be like, don't you wanna get leadership? I'm like, I just wanna have my friends and iron sharp and iron with them, that's it. I'm good, I don't, they got their thing, they got their leaders, I love the people, that's my pursuit. Then somebody comes to me, hey, Laura, do you want to join our DNA leadership? Okay. Then later, hey, Laura, you want to come on up to regular leadership, too? Okay. Hey, Laura, you want to help lead women's Bible study? Okay. I never asked for any of it. I never went in pursuit of it. God always just kind of drops me and goes, here, go for it. Eric Waterbury texted me like three weeks ago. Hey, Laura, do you want to preach or do you want to do a testimony at Epic? And I was like, whatever you want, and I got crickets back in response. And I know him well enough to know that he was saying, you choose. (laughs) I've offered it to you, now you choose. So then I went back. Okay, well, Pop's like, whatever you want. And he responded about something that had nothing to do with it. (laughs) And then more silence. Now he was also on vacation, but I still know he was being a little sneaky sneakerson about it. So finally, I was like, Well, you know, I can't really do this Thursday, so I can do next Thursday, but what do you prefer? He's like, What do you prefer? <laughs> so I said, Okay, well, I, I can preach, but you know, if Eric Knopf is going to be back, then I don't want to like take his stage. So, like, if that's what he wants, you know, he can just do it. We're both good with you preaching. <laughs> okay and I looked at the Lord and I was like okay Lord I think maybe you're doing another one of your like I'm unprepared for this thing but you're prepared for it so you're just going to drop me in it because that's what he does with me he might give you lots of preparation lots of growth lots of time with him in the things he's called you to or he might just drop you in it but you better be prepared with how you're living your life and how you're walking out your passion with him because my passion is people I love people, I love prophesying over them. I am prophet, teacher, pastor, and then you know, the other two down at the bottom. That's the evangelist and apostle. I could so care less about that. It is like nah for me. And I always feel bad. I used to feel really bad. Like, Lord, I'm supposed to be going out after the world, and I just want to be in your church prophesying over your people. And then I was like, maybe I should stop comparing myself to the people who like to go out and who are evangelists and who are apostles because that's what you've made them to be. That's what you've called them to be. That's their passion. I can't beat myself up because that's not mine. My passion is to be here in this place and speak words over people that I see that you've called out and release that in their life. If I try not to do that, I'm a big old mess. If I do that, I'm energized and happy and awesome. Mostly because I'm awesome, but you know. Let's be real and pretty rad. Jesus likes to do weird things. I think we've established that. Sometimes he gives you shower revelations. Shower revelations are awesome. They're usually unexpected. You're usually just taking a shower and not paying attention to anything. And all of a sudden, you start thinking about something. And then you're crying in the shower, and you're like, I'm just trying to take a shower. Lord, not ball my face off right now. So he did that today, because he does. And I was just thinking about finding your passion. Like, what's your passion? Walking out your passion. But then I was like, what about your passion in the Lord? Not just your passion, but your passion in the Lord and who he is. That's when I started bawling. Because it's really great to know what you're passionate about. It's really great to know how to walk that out. It's really exciting when you start understanding who he's made you to be. It's really awesome when you start doing things that are effortless and easy for you. And it's really hard when you don't have your foundation in the Lord. It's really hard when your passion isn't in him first. Because then your passion is just in your giftings and your callings. And that's only going to sustain you for so long. If your passion isn't first and foremost in pursuit and love of Him, you'll have nothing. You'll fizzle, you'll fade out, you'll burn out, and you'll be done, you'll walk away. And you'll live a life where you believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but you won't live your life for Him. You won't live your life with your heart ablaze and on fire for Him. My foundation was always first, what does the Lord say about me but what does it say about who He is? And what is my relationship with Him? What is my pursuit of Him first? There's three different songs that have been out. Some are a little bit older than others, but all three of them talk about fire. So there's all-consuming fire, you are our heart's desire, living flame of God, come baptize us. There's fire fall down on us, we pray. And then there's set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and that I can't control. I want more of you, God. All of them aren't about my gifts. None of those are about what I can do. It's all about setting the fire of him ablaze inside of you. You are meant to feel a fire inside of you that is burning for Him, in pursuit of Him, in relationship with Him, in love with Him, abandoned to Him. There's a reason why these three songs make all of you lose it. I lose it. I don't care how many times I've sang these songs. Every time, bawling, tears pouring because it doesn't matter how many times I can sing them, I still want more of him. I still want his fire inside of me. I still want to feel what I felt when I begged him wholeheartedly to just come set me afire. I just wanted to feel it, I just wanted to feel that. I'd heard enough people talk about it, but I wanted to feel it. And I went home and I lay down, and I just laid there, and all of a sudden I just started feeling hot, like heat radiating from the inside out. And it felt like a sunburn, but on the inside. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. This is it, this is so good. But it was just one little thing. My heart was already on fire for him. I was already set ablaze for who he was. I was already in pursuit of his consuming fire in me. I was already chasing after, I was already not letting go. So all he did was say, well you're already doing that, but I'm just gonna give you a little physical thing that you're asking for. Just because, because I do that. Because I'm nice, and you asked. And so, okay. I also had to just, like, go to sleep, because it was a conference, and I get up at seven. And I was like, okay, Lord, I have to go to sleep now. Just don't go. I'm just going to stay here. And I was so bummed when I woke up, and he was like, I didn't feel that anymore. And I was like, oh, he left. And then I was like, no, he didn't. Holy Spirit's with me all the time. I just don't feel that one physical thing. Sometimes you have to not go searching just to feel a physical thing before you start recognizing that the presence of the Holy Spirit is always on you and always with you. He's always there. But are you so busy running errands and running life and cleaning and vacuuming and doing school papers that you're not paying attention to him? And then you go to worship, and you beg, and you plead, fire, fall down on me, consume me, fill me up, never let me go. And he's like, I never left. You just started ignoring me. You just stopped paying attention to me. And I can say all that because I have done all of that. I have been guilty, and I will probably still be guilty of doing it. But I'm okay with knowing that the Lord will say, it's okay. I know your heart. Because you built me into your heart first. Because my biggest passion with the Lord of the prophetic isn't just because I am excited about giving words to people. I'm excited about seeing the Lord reveal himself in people more. I'm more excited about people not knowing who they were and then getting something that clicks with them and they're like, that's right, that is who I am. Because sometimes you're gonna be sitting in a pit of something and you're gonna be broken and you're gonna be hurting and it's gonna be really, really difficult, and it's gonna be really, really hard, and you're gonna be like, I don't know what to do anymore, God, I just don't know. And then you can remind yourself of the words he's given you. You can remind the enemy of what God has said you are. You can say, I might not remember in this moment, but God remembers, and he's gonna tell me, and this is what He's said about me, and this is what he's called me to, and I'm gonna run in this. And I'm not gonna let go, I'm gonna keep pursuing you. He doesn't want you to be afraid of him and his love. His love doesn't hurt you. His passion doesn't let you go. He's not like people. He's not going to let you down. He's not going to say, I've called you to this. Now dream for it for the rest of your life and never attain it. Where are you in your quiet walk with the Lord? I was crying during the part where it says, wake me from my sleep, because I've been asleep for a little while. I've not been doing what he's called me to do as much as I should be. And I can say that, because I'm home here. This is my home, this is my place. I could walk around and prophesy over all of you all night and just be so happy, but I also recognize my own faults sometimes. I also recognize that I've been asleep. I put myself to sleep for a little bit, but he, like that, wakes you up. Like that, like in two seconds, he's like, done, easy. And then you can feel that. You can feel his presence. You feel his fire upon you. And if you don't know what you're called to yet, that's okay. I didn't figure it out and start learning until I was like 28, I had no clue. Not a one. You're called to be a model. Mm hmm. You're called to be a model and to walk out not only physical beauty, but inner beauty to other people. And that is when to set people's hearts on fire for the Lord, is your capacity to love. People are going to be drawn to you, and you're not going to know why. And you're going to be like, why me, Lord? And he's like, because I've made you radiate inside. Because you host my presence really well, and you release the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. He's not afraid to have you do the things he wants you to do. And he will never force you to do them before you're ready. He might have Eric sneak text you and make you make up your own mind about something. But if I had said no, he would have said, okay. Really easy. He'd been like, that's cool, Laura, no problem. I'm good with you doing whatever you want, when you want, how you want. He just will present the opportunities for you to take a new step into something. And it might seem really small at first. It might seem really, really small to you. You might have like a dream and a vision to write something huge, a book that's burning inside of you. And he's like, well, why don't you start just writing your own notes for yourself? Start a journal. Have you done that yet? Have you started in the small? Because God's not going to give you the big until you can tend the small well. He's not going to give you that. And it's not because he doesn't want you to have it, it's because he wants you to be able to carry it and not have it suffocate you. He doesn't want it to weigh you down. He doesn't want it to drag you down. He doesn't want to overwhelm you and burden you. It's not what he does. He is full of joy and like fun. Somebody said to me tonight, there's only one of you, Laura. I like that. I like being the only one of me. But, but that's just because I'm, you, know, loud, and I jump around a lot and I talk about, you know, farting and flushing things, and I text Derek during, you know, pre-service stuff, and just to make him laugh, I tell him I have to fart, and Paul, better watch out. Just because I knew to make him laugh. I also did really have to fart too, but whole different thing. But I'm okay with just like, that's just me. But you can be like the most serious person who loves to analyze things and it's all about science and biology, which farting kind of is too, but you know. (laughs) You don't have to be like loud and nuts to be yourself and to be the only one of you that there is. Because when you're pursuing your passion and you're walking with the Lord and your passion is the Lord, the authentic you that is inside is what comes out. And that is what will draw people into your life. If somebody else, if my husband John tried to be like me and somebody asked him a question about something and he just like prattled on and jumped around and made a bunch of noises, they'd be like this person is not being real. They're pretending to be something they're not and they're gonna reject whatever he has to say even if it was full of wisdom because it's not him. But if he sits there and listens to them and thinks about his answer, and quietly answers them, they're gonna receive it because it's him being authentic with them. I am also capable of being quiet, believe it or not. They laugh because they don't believe it. (laughs) It's true, they've seen me quiet sometimes in cars. Not really. See, she knows. My favorite thing in life to do is to prophesy over people. So some of you are going to get some words, Jesus has already highlighted some of you during worship. You guys thought you were just down here worshiping and I was just up there losing my mind, no. I can multitask, I'm going to be a mom one day, (laughs) i got to learn how to do this stuff now. (laughs) I'm going to start over here with you. Holy Spirit was showing me you in worship and he said the word innovation over you. And he has plans that you don't think you can accomplish that seem like that's gonna take a lot. I don't know if I have like, I don't know if I have the model to do that. I don't know if I can actually like, that seems really big Jesus. Like how do I make that happen? But he said, no, I gave you the word innovation because you're an innovator. And he's going to back that up. And it's going to be crazy what you come up with to do and how to transform some things. Things that people think that they already know how to do and that are working really, really well in the world right now, like cell phone stuff. He's like, no, no, I'm going to tweak it and I'm going to give it to you and it's gonna, you're going to change it. You're going to tweak it. You're going to innovate on it. And you're going to make it better. Mm-hmm. Innovator. He's an innovator. Innovator. I don't know. He just told me to do it three times. It's weird. He's weird. I love it. You. What's your name? Cody. Are you a sports guy, Cody? I think you are, and you just don't know it. I think you have some plans inside of you. It's going to make things safer. It's going to make things safer for people in sports. Like, I see a bunch of protective armor around you. And I see you like smashing through some walls of things. Do you have any sisters? Like, spiritual sisters? One. I feel like you're supposed to really like be really protective for her and really supportive for her and to show her what family ship looks like. Like family's not been so great, but you're a really great family man. Like you're gonna be a really great family man. Like not just for the family you have now, but for your spiritual family, For your wife. For your kids to come. Like you're going to be a really great family man. It's going to set examples. In your family. And it's going to set examples. For other women. Who don't know how to have men in their life. Be really good family men. You're going to speak to generations. Around you. About what it looks like. Hmm. I got the word wonderlust for you in worship. I was watching you and your dress. (sighs) I see the Lord saying, don't be afraid to go where you want to go. It's not impossible, they're not impossible dreams, they're not impossible desires. Don't talk yourself out of them. And he has given you a heart for nations, like lots of them. Anise, like you don't have to pick just one. You don't have to have like one favorite. You can have lots of favorites. Hmm. That little kid's going to be amazing, by the way. (laughs) Where's the baby? Oh, no, it's okay, I promise. The little one whose daughter, yours, she's going to be a speaker. And she's gonna like speak into lives in ways that they're gonna be really ginormous. And she's never gonna question it, she's never gonna be afraid. She's always gonna be like, hey mom, I'm speaking today. And she's gonna start really young too. Like really young. Be blessed. She's awesome. I love the littles. They're rad. Jesus didn't give me any weird words, I'm so happy. He's growing me up, it's glorious. (laughs) I just really want to encourage you. Just be excited. Be excited about what God wants to do in your life. Just be excited about it. Don't ever talk yourself out of anything. Just don't talk yourself out of anything. If you have questions about what God's doing in your life, ask somebody who's really close to you who's close to the Lord. Don't ask the other people. They'll give you lots of bad advice. <laughs> they really will. But ask people that are solid in your life who are solid in the Lord. Just tell them, hey, like, what do you see in me that's really like encouraging? Because sometimes we need somebody to point stuff out to us So you can be like, hey, I am prophetic. Hey, I am this. I am a dancer. I am a poet. I am a mathematician. I am somebody who loves people. I am peaceful. If you have a family that's used to being angry a lot, you can be peaceful all day long. And you better believe staying with my mom for a week when I've been gone for a year and married for a year and a half has not been easy. (laughs) I'm just telling you, it's not easy. Because you get real used to doing things your own way. But I can learn to be more peaceful. But I can try to learn to be more peaceful. (laughs) I've been telling people a lot this week that I just want to punch people in the face. And I don't mean that out of anger, but I'm getting really fed up and really tired with people saying really crappy Christian things to people, like I'm really tired of it. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. He sent his only son. He loved the world and sent his son. We are not in such dire straits in life right now that God's up there going, Well, you know, I already did that and I've destroyed the world, so I think I'm going to destroy it again. He loves the world. He loves the world. And you best be believing you're to represent that. How exciting would it be if we just burned inside all the time for the Lord and we just reached out and did that to the world? Have your passion in him and let his passion in you pour out and just go burn the world just one person at a time. That's all I have.